and at this school we can be ourselves while learning. And there's there's always you can always talk whatever you need to say you can get off your chest while learning. And, and what we do here in learning it's always fun. So we will always get it. From the Times of Northwest Indiana and nwi.com slash podcasts, this is Byline. A show about one newspaper's most fascinating stories and the reporters who tell them. I'm Andrew Jones. I'm Kale Wilk. And this week, we're heading into the classroom. We'll take a look at students finding their way in a new learning environment. You can wear any clothes that you want. You don't have to wear a special type of uniform, a certain color, you can just be you. And we'll chat with a seasoned reporter who explains the nuances of a local education system. Every parent wants to do the very best for their kid. It was the first day of school and a wasp got into Daniel O'Brien's classroom. Actually, it, it was worse than that. O'Brien is standing in front of some seventh grade. This is what, first period, second period? First ten minutes of first period. This is Audrey Smith, a.k.a. Smitty, and she tells this story as her colleague Daniel laughs silently a few feet away. Seventh graders, so they're terrified but not trying to show it. And <laughs> there is this bee. It was actually a wasp. That is flying around O'Brien's classroom. And a couple of the kids are like doing the matrix, right? Trying to avoid it. And then by the time it gets to OB, B is upset and stings him in the neck. Well, OB being the boss that he is, does not stop teaching, takes this B, crushes it in his fist, still teaching, throws it on the ground, stomps on it for good measure, even though it is already very dead. And these seventh graders, their jaws are just on the floor. They are like, what? My teacher just killed a bee. I don't think that OB is ever gonna have a problem with classroom management here because they're gonna be like, remember what he did to that bee? Don't forget what he did to that bee. <laughs> and I think that that's a really great tone to set on the first day. This is Steel City Academy in a nutshell. The brand new charter school on Gary's South Side has been years in the making. But now that it's finally here, the commitment its staff has is palpable. Unsurprisingly, after Audrey finished her story, while all of us held back tears of laughter, Katie Curley, the school's principal and director, chimed in to turn an otherwise hilarious story into an example of what Steel City stands for. The staff just being like game on for whatever. Like, it is real, right? And like, sometimes startup life is like not sexy. And like, people think it's sexy. It's not sexy, no. This work is hard and it takes grit. And I think like we joke about that story that like so embodies this idea that this is a team of individuals that will do whatever it takes for kids and families, and it's like amazing, and it is boss status. The faculty and the overall formation of Steel City took root in 2014. There was a group, um, what started as a group of educators that like deeply love Gary, like that we are ride or die for Gary, Indiana, and this is where we want to do the work. And Katie isn't kidding when she says that. Including her, the original four founders had some connection to Gary or the Chicago metro area, 
whether in the form of teaching or administrative experience. A group of, I would say, five or six of us that were just kind of shooting around this idea of like, what if, like, what if we did this? Um, and and then that sort of uh, dwindled down to four of us that we just really decided, like, we are going to take this enormous leap of faith um, and get paid no money, do it all by ourselves, that we were really intentionally wanted to be an independent, standalone, free public public charter school. So what that means is that we are not operated by a larger regional or national charter management organization. We are like locally driven um, and we are governed by a local board, but there is no one else outside of, you know, on a national level living in another state or anything else telling us that this is the model that we need to deliver to our kids and families. Their charter was granted in May of last year. Their facilities were obtained in December. And once supplies were all put together and staff hired on, the school opened two weeks ago for 7th and 9th graders. Um, I now live here, know this is where I'm going to be for a long time, and we have this amazing opportunity to really build a school from the ground up and really like redefine what a, what a really great school can and should be in Gary. However, the state of education in Gary is a little messy. Well, um, Gary has had some trouble for... It's been many, many years. This is Carmen McCollum, and she's worn several different hats when it comes to covering different beats, but she's now been covering education for about seven years. When I first got hired here, I worked in the Valparaiso office and I was a business writer. I did that six years and then I moved around a little bit. I was in the Munster office and I covered, I did community coverage, the town of Munster and the Tritown area. Um, and then I came to the Crown Point office and I did um, Crown Point community coverage, including the schools and the city. And then I lucked up and I got the education beat. And it is the best beat at the paper. It is the best beat because people care about education. People are concerned about education and what goes on. Um, there are so many, we have 23 school districts, 16 in Lake County and seven in Porter County. I tend to cover all of those along with um, the private schools under the Gary Catholic Diocese, along with the charter schools, along with Christian schools. I cover all of them, and I'm, in addition to K-12, through I also cover uh, higher ed. There are several charter schools in the Gary area, but it seems the stage has been set for them. The Indiana Department of Education's 2015 accountability grades for traditional public schools is a mix from A's to F's. Last year, the school district held a referendum vote to secure funding for the general budget, but it didn't go through. With some public schools receiving low grades, did the voters want something else? Um, financially, they have always talked about being about $23.7 million in debt. They um, Last May, they attempted to... Um, pass a referendum, a general fund referendum to help the budget. They were not able to do that. They've seen declining enrollment. It's been because of the charter schools and what we call the voucher schools or Indiana Choice Scholarship schools. Based on Carmen's reporting, it might seem the charter schools appear to be taking away from the traditional public schools. If you say, for example, that uh, the Gary Public Schools say they've lost 300 kids 
500 kids to charter school, and each student, the per pupil cost from the state is $7,500. And you multiply that by 300 students, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And that money would then go to that charter, that charter school. Gary has lost um, hundreds of students as a result. I believe when I talked to Superintendent Cheryl Pruitt a couple of weeks ago, I believe she told me that the enrollment that they expected this fall is about 5,800, 5,900. That's thousands of students less than it was, say, seven or eight years ago when they might have been around 14,000, 15,000, something like that. I think people felt like they needed an option, they needed a choice of where to send their kids, and there was a lot of um, clamor to have a charter schools in the city of Gary. But right now, most people, the, the vast majority of people in Geary feel like there are too many. And based on the 2015 accountability grades from the Indiana Department of Education, some, but not all, charter schools in Northwest Indiana have performed well. Carmen made it clear that ultimately, the type of education a child gets is up to their parents. Every parent wants to do the very best for their kid. I think they want to make sure that their kids have the best opportunities, and they want to see the next generation do better than their generation, and so on and so forth. But with so many parents trying to find the best option for their kids during a time of struggles for the Gary school system, the question hangs in the air. What's best for Gary? If, as Carmen says, kids moving to charter schools are slowing the recovery process for traditional public schools, where does Steel City actually stand in this process? The founding team of Steel City knew what it was up against. Katie Curley, having worked in Gary charter schools in the past, knows that there are problems. I think, A, we need to redefine um, what a charter school in Gary is all about. Mm -hmm. um, because, frankly, like, um, and as someone who, like, has worked for schools, I think I've done really great things in Gary. I also think there have been some charter schools that have not delivered on the promises that they've given kids and families. And, to be clear, Steel City doesn't want to work in the Gary community so much as it wants to work alongside it. They made that clear this summer. We were on every street of Gary this summer. We were in every parking lot of Gary yes. this summer. We led tens of 20s of 30s of orientations and open houses and one-on-one -on -one enrollment meetings with a founder who literally like built the vision, right? And so I think in that idea, this has been a process of transparency and communication that has been two years in the making, but that begins with an A, a deep understanding of who we are and where we're going and then be the systems to ensure that that can happen. Which is amazing. But hypothetically, let's say you're still pessimistic about this endeavor. You know the track record of charter schools in this area, and you're saying, this is not the solution. Here's what Katie has to say about right? that. Like if we say community matters and we say Gary matters, how do we operationalize and create structures for their voices to be integral in our school design, for there to be spaces and processes where they're, they are the voices around their table, that there are structures where there are feedback loops, where they're doing power walks with the principal and saying, what is going on here? Of course, we didn't have a whole lot of time to figure out whether or not that operationalizing process was working. 
But we asked Katie. You're only two weeks in. Do you yeah. see things working? See any revisions that need to be made? Oh, yeah. I mean, as you can tell, this is a room of like fiercely intelligent and passionate people um, who are invested in our collective like vision and values. Now the challenge is gonna be the scalability of this vision and model um, to ultimately a group of 1,048 kids when we're built out pre-K through 12. Did you just say 1,048? Mm -hmm. Why is your number so specific? Uh, because <laughs> I have our vision of growth model memorized in my head. And then we saw for ourselves. Class. So they just started their Greek mythology unit. Walking into classrooms, we saw kids working, engaged, processing information, collaborating, interacting. We saw teachers working hard, rooms brimming with evidence of learning, technology being used, and kids who weren't just there because school's in session. They're genuinely excited. Now there are 148 students enrolled at Steel City. That number is likely to increase over time as more grade levels are added in the future. We spoke with a few of those kids. Their names were... My name is Evan. And my name is Aaron Addison. My name is Shakina. My name is Maria. <laughs> Being 7th and 9th graders, they all experienced other Gary schools in the past. And even though it had only been two weeks when we spoke with them, they seemed to be really enjoying it. Possibly more so than their past ones. And at this school, we can be ourselves while learning. And there's, there's always, you can always talk. Whatever you need to say, you can get off your chest while learning. And, and what we do here in learning, it's always fun. So we will always get it. We spoke with the boys and the girls separately, but there was one thing they thought similarly about. We don't have to wear uniforms. Like, what I mean by being yourself, you can wear any clothes you want, as long as they're, like, appropriate, of course. But you can wear any clothes that you want. You don't have to wear a special type of uniform, a certain color. You can just be you. We get to express ourselves and wear what we feel like we want to wear every day. And on that note of getting to be yourself, the kids receive a unique avenue to express and reflect through squads. Different teachers lead these squads, which are named after the colleges they attended. It's like a homeroom, and the teachers give the students social and developmental activities and discussions. These kids stay in the same squads during their whole time at Steel City. And so what we did today in squad, basically, we got to, we used a sheet of paper. It was like one of those big sheets of paper that you can stick on the wall. And one thing was how you can stop bullying in our school. That's what was our group. So we came up with ideas, we drew pictures, mm -hmm. and we all kind of cooperated and used everything we could think of. The dedication that Katie Curley talked about at the beginning of this story goes far beyond being willing to get stung by a wasp and keep teaching. Don't take this the wrong way, but for the Steel City leadership and teaching team, dedication means being willing to die on the side of a mountain. Here's Julianne Bowler on the Steel City mentality. I am the director of culture and community at Steel City Academy, but I also teach a seventh grade identity and leadership course. It's true, like your mission is the thing that you were willing to die on the side of a mountain for. You know, it's not mission impossible. If it is impossible, or you're like, are you gonna die trying to make sure that it gets not literally die, yeah. but like, are you gonna be stressed out? Like, yeah. But you know, what are you willing to? pour your heart, soul, your everything into. Not literally die, sure. But teachers like Julianne and Audrey and Daniel have given their lives to serve these students. So I've got uh, three maps up on my wall um, in my room, ones of Gary, 
and the outlying areas, ones of the U.S. and then ones of the world. Um, and I want them to leave my classroom on a daily basis and ultimately leave Steel City Academy knowing that they can address and solve any problem at any level um, and that they and their perspectives and their voices are absolutely needed at that table. Absolutely needed. When you walk around the corridors and into the classrooms of the school, you'll quickly see that that's how these students are being treated, like they're valuable, like their voices are going to change the community someday. And if Steel City has its way, they will. Maybe, some years down the road, they'll be crushing wasps of their own. Byline is a production of the Times of Northwest Indiana. You can find more episodes as well as new ones at nwi.com slash podcasts. We have new episodes every Monday. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so you can follow us there. And just type in NWI Byline to the search bar and we'll pop up. And if you want to download the latest episodes to your media player of choice, you can do that from Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. Just be sure to leave us a review. It helps. We also like to hear from you, so if you have any constructive comments and feedback, as well as suggestions for topics that you'd like us to research, you can shoot us an email to nwibyline at gmail.com. Reporting for this episode came from Carmen McCullum, as well as Kale Wilk, and me, Andrew Jones. Statistics and data for this episode came from the Indiana Department of Education. Thanks to all the amazing folks at Steel City Academy for their time and conversation. Thanks also to Byline's creator, Summer Moore, the Times Digital and Audience Engagement Editor, who, if the show were a conspiracy, would be the ringleader. I'm Kale Wilk. I'm Andrew Jones. And from both of us here in Northwest Indiana, thank you for listening, and have a great week.